Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. That was Sounds of the Week brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. We are waiting for the media availability for George Niang to start. And, Gordon, these are one of those uh, Zoom media availabilities, so you'll hear from uh, a variety of different media members, uh, not you or me, obviously, because we'll be otherwise occupied. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll be able to uh, hear his, uh, his what he has to say. Although you have uh, bullied in on teleconferences with your hot takes in the past. I have. Uh, unintentionally, but uh, hopefully that won't happen this time. I'm guessing even even though we're connected, Austin, they cannot hear us. Hello, hello. You were all ugly. Anybody respond? <laughs> I I know, I know they can't hear us. We were just testing it to make sure. <laughs> Austin's doing a few things, but as soon as uh, George Yang, that's what uh, that's who we're waiting on. As soon as he jumps onto that Zoom call, we'll join it, and you'll be able to hear it live. And Gordon, these things uh, the, that they've been doing during all of this, they usually go about ten or fifteen minutes. So we'll get ten or fifteen minutes of George Yang, which should be enlightening. Well, uh, do you have anything uh, bad that you want to say about George that might be uh, funny if it did get uh, patched in? No, I don't think so. Although we did reveal okay. uh, with Hanson Scotty yesterday that he has been participating at the practice facility. So there's one person we know that's come back. We know Joe okay. Ingles has not, and we know George Niang has. All right. Well, we're finding out bit by bit. All right. Let's go uh, to it right now. In fact, here's the press availability for George Niang. <laughs> George is driving All righty, George, take it away. I don't have any uh, opening statements, so you guys just hit me. Sounds good. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'll uh, go ahead and, as we've done in the past, and George, you'll see, is I'll just go ahead and let everybody know when it's their turn, and I'll let you know who has the question, and then we'll go from there. So first, uh, Eric Walden will start. Hey, George, thanks for taking a few minutes today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. So it seems like there's kind of maybe momentum building for a return of the league, a return to play this season. I guess I was just wondering, what have you heard? What are your thoughts about the the potential for the season to start up again? How comfortable are you with that? How excited are you for it? Uh, you know, obviously I think the league has taken all the right steps to make sure, you know, everybody is, you know, staying healthy and, uh, doing the right things to make sure others around them are, uh, taking the right steps to be healthy. Um, you know, I'm hopeful, you know, that we continue to take the right steps that, you know, we're going to be able to play this season and finish it out. Uh, right now, just taking it day by day. Um, obviously if we play, I'll be thrilled, uh, the minivan will, will fuel up and, and, and get going. But uh, as of uh, right now, you just kind of living in the present because uh, I've tried to live in the future for the last two months and I've been driving myself crazy trying to figure out what's going to happen. 
All right. Thanks, George. Okay, next question we've got coming from Tony Jones. Oh, my favorite. How are you? Thanks for taking the, thanks for taking the time. I can't, I can't hear you, Tony. I said thanks for taking the time. Can you hear me? No, I mean, your, your microphone's a little low. Tony, put the phone closer to your face. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, <laughs> can, you, can you hear me? Damn, that's a bald head. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I was, you know, can you just talk about the, the, your podcast and, you know, what's gone into that and, and, you know, if this is, you know, something that you would think about doing in terms of, you know, kind of media stuff, you know, once your playing career is over, I know that's looking like way into the future, but I mean, I, I'm just wondering if this, you know, the hiatus is giving you a chance to just, just kind of explore new things. Uh, yeah, if the athletic would let me take your job, then I'll just keep on going with this. Nah, I'm messing with you. Um, I see Angie in here. You know, she's a huge part of, of helping me out. You know, with the Driving Dish podcast. You know, the jazz organization. You know, with Derek and Bree. Um, you know, have have done a great job of you know really helping me out. You know, I, I try to compete with Aaron Falk's uh, uh, podcast with. Uh, Joe Ingles and Renee Ingles, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, uh, the jazz have really given me the opportunity, you know, to share some of my story and my nickname and, you know, my passion and my goofiness, you know, along with other people, you know, that have, um, you know, come on the show. Uh, you know, I, I'm real excited for, uh, next week's episode of who we're, who we're debuting, but I could definitely see myself doing something, uh, like this in the future. One thing I'll give you guys credit for is I didn't know how much work went into like the research and, you know, looking up stories from three, four years ago to get like one good question. And I, I definitely underappreciated you guys and didn't realize how hard of a job you guys had. So it definitely gave me a better appreciation for you guys, but I have a lot of fun doing it. Um, it's, it's kind of just been something to keep me busy around the house because, uh, you know, if eating was keeping me busy for any longer, I think I'd be out of a job. All right. Uh, next question we have coming from Ben Anderson. Hey, George. Uh, have you been back to the practice facility yet uh, to use it? And if so, what was that process like? Man, it was great. It was, you know, uh, first day of school when you walk in, you bring in your fresh new outfit. I had some crispy jazz gear. When I rolled up in there, uh, Adam Klucky, you know, threaded me up with some nice new jazz gear. And uh, obviously it's different. You know, there's a, you know, a protocol that we have to follow that everybody has to follow. Um, only a certain number of people, number of people in the gym. And uh, it was different. Obviously, the practice facility is the way I looked at it before was kind of like a safe haven. You know, you could act the way you wanted to. You could talk the way you wanted to. It was just a place where, you know, you could be carefree and be yourself. Nobody was really watching and cameras weren't really on you. And it's tough now, you know, where you don't feel as safe when you're looking across and, you know, your trainer is wearing a, a mask and gloves and you have a mask on and you're constantly having to sanitize and do different things. It, 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 was, it was tough the first day because it's like this wasn't what I was used to. But, you know, as it's Friday and today was my fifth day uh, in there, it, uh, it, you're kind of just happy to, to get in a place uh, that, you know, has gym equipment and a basketball hoop better than my guest bedroom that had a 
25 pound dumbbells and uh, a stationary bike. Who, who did you see there? See, now you're asking too many questions. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll just let you know that I was in there. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, you know, for other guys that may have wanted to tell their story. I was in there. Um, our training staff was in there. And, you know, I, I had someone that was, you know, helping me rebound. I know guys are eager and excited to get back in the facility. Um, but I'll let you uh, talk to them personally before I speak for anybody else. All right. Thanks. Um, next question is coming from Sarah Todd. Sarah. Hey, George. How's it going? I'm doing good, Sarah. I never got to properly thank you uh, for that video in Boston of my family and the, and the boxes. You're, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. It was a, it was a fun video to take. <laughs> um, I was wondering, um, kind of on the lighter side, what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained? Like, have you been binging shows? What have you been watching? Have you read anything? Tell me what you're consuming. Huh. Well, I would tell you what I'm consuming for, uh, for food, but that uh, I'd be endorsing chip cookie a little more than I already do. Um, uh, you know, I've been, I've been binge watching, uh, entourage. Uh, I've probably watched it through three times, uh, since I've been, uh, cooped up in my apartment. Um, you know, money heist has been a good one. Narco, uh, Narcos, I finished Narcos and, uh, Ozarks. Um, what was the other part you were asking? What if I was indulging in? Well, it's listening to any podcasts. What oh, else? Uh, yeah. Uh, Coach Quinn has uh, blessed us with his, uh, you know, knowledge and given us some books. Uh, I just finished reading um, The Talent Code, and uh, I just started The Obstacle uh, is the Way. Um, I've been trying to do a bunch of different things. I don't want to say to burn time because that doesn't sound very resourceful, but uh, it's been interesting. It, it kind of has showed me that, you know, when I do retire, I don't think I just want to sit on my butt all day. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. All right. Next uh, question will be uh, John Kuhn, please. Look, looking at the, just the limitations with being able to practice and do other team activities the past couple months, what have you done to, to kind of stay mentally ready and, and, and for when things can resume in fall, like everybody wants. Uh, you know, are we finished? Are you finished your question? Yeah. Yeah. I finished. Uh, oh, uh, if we're being completely <laughs> honest, uh, you know, mentally this was uh, really tough for a lot of us. Um, you know, all of us, basketball is a large majority of our life and the other half of our life is dependent on the world being open and basketball was shut down and our world was shut down. So realistically, most of us kind of felt mentally uh, trapped, if you would say, whereas we didn't do what we wanted to, we weren't able to do what we love and we weren't able to take a step away from that and, and live a normal life. And that was tough for a lot of us. And mentally, I'm not going to lie to you, that was really hard on me obviously you know doing the podcast has helped with keeping me busy and doing different things like that but uh i'd say I'd, i've been in a good mental place for probably like three weeks now you know once you start hearing you know they were like may 1st you know the facility is going to open and then it moved to may 8th and it was may 11th and it just the the timeline i feel like is has been the best thing guys just have been prepared to have a timeline for their life if you're the season, it's from one month to another month. The off season is another month to another month. 
And I think guys are just excited that, you know, we're kind of getting some dates and some months nailed down to where we can finally feel like we can get back to somewhat of a normal. All right. Uh, next question, Jeremiah Jensen. Hey, George. Thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Jeremiah, good to see you're, you're in a nice view. Can I come over? and hang <laughs> You are welcome anytime. Bring the chip cookie. We'll have some fun. Hey, I can do that. Awesome. I'll ask you a basketball question. Uh, Dennis, last week when we talked to Dennis Lindsay, he said a lot of nice things about the, the second unit. And you guys were playing really well when things got stopped. So I wanted to ask you, why was that group playing so well, I, and along with Mike Conley? And are you pretty confident you guys can continue to develop that chemistry moving forward when you get back on the court? Well, I'm just happy Dennis said he's going to keep me around. So that makes <laughs> Uh, tell your daughter I said hello also. Hey, Lila. <laughs> uh, yeah, to, uh, to be honest with you, um, you know, I think the second unit just has found their niche, right? Uh, you know, Mike Conley is going to be handling a majority of the pick and rolls. Uh, he's going to be playmaking for us. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is going to be a guy that's going to go out there and make plays on his own and score the ball and me and Tony have, have two of our roles. I'm going to spot up and shoot and, and make plays when I can. And Tony's going to set amazing screens, roll to the rim. Uh, he did a great job, especially in Boston, uh, protecting the rim. And Joe Ingles is just going to be Joe Ingles. I mean, he'll spot up, he'll make shots, he'll play pick and roll when, you know, Mike is tired um, while the second unit is out there. And I think we all just know who we are and what we're bringing to the table. And not to say that the first unit isn't, but – uh, we kind of – we're playing with um, house money when we're out there. We play good, we look great. We play bad, well, then the starters have to pick up our mess. So <laughs> it's, it's really a luxurious life we live. But I would – to answer that question, you know, uh, I'm happy that we're getting noticed. I'm happy that, you know, people are really understanding how talented Mike Conley is and how much of an impact he is on our team, even if it's more times than not in the second unit. And uh, guys just know what they're out there for. Uh, I may shoot seven threes in the 13 minutes that I play, but that's what I'm out there to do. Tony's going to have three, four offensive rebounds. Jordan Clarkson may shoot 15 times, but that's what he's out there to do. Joe Ingles will have nine to 10 assists and Mike Conley will score and, and uh, get assists because that's just what they're out there to do. And I think we've had a good synergy with that group of really finding out, you know, what works for us and, knowing what to expect out of the other person. There's nothing unexpected, you know, when we're out there. Guys are doing what, you know, we expect them to do. Thanks, George. Okay, next question from Andy Larson. Hey, George. Um, so I want to ask you, you're obviously a shooter. Um, how has it been, like, your first couple days back to the practice facility shooting, <laughs> given that you were, you know, stuck to your guest bedroom? Uh, and then I, I also want to ask, you know, they're, they're talking about the new bringing in the new Wilson ball, right? And a couple of years down the road, I'm curious, like how the ball feel uh, changed when you went from college to the pros and how you kind of anticipate that feel kind of changing for you. Um, let me tell you this. The person that's rebounded for me probably lost about 17 pounds uh, <laughs> chasing down rebounds in the first week. Uh, it was, um, I wouldn't say it was an adjustment. To be honest with you, I'm a firm believer in y your jump shot is the last thing to go. Um, you know, obviously you get in there and the first shot is like 
you, you thought you threw your back out, but then once you get warmed up and moving around, everything seems to get back to normal. Um, but it was, it was, I mean, just, you know, as a basketball player, it's, it's an amazing feeling to just get back in a facility with a normal hoop, um, and not have to shoot outside. A bunch of us had been shooting on lifetime hoops. I thought I was in the sixth grade again, um, having the ball bounce all over the place. Um, what was your second question? Sometimes I get wrapped up in myself. Yeah, no worries. The, uh, the ball question about, you know, they're introducing that new Wilson ball in a couple of years. Um, I'm curious, like, you know, when you went from college to the pros, did you feel the ball differently and, and shoot it differently? Oh, I mean, uh, the the college ball and the NBA ball are two completely different balls. Uh, you know, obviously the leather is um, – it was a little slicker um, getting to the NBA. It was a, a little bit of an adjustment, but I couldn't imagine myself going back to a different ball uh, now that I've played uh, with the NBA ball. And I'm sure the NBA had tried to change balls – I don't know what year that was, but changing the texture of it and that didn't work out. So the only thing I really see happening is probably Wilson is just going to be plastered across the front. And, uh, you know, when Ricky Rubio or Mike Connolly drill someone in the head with a no-look pass, it's going to say Wilson on their forehead rather than Spalding. All right. Thank you. Uh, and next up we have Ryan Miller. Hey, George. Um, I'm just curious. You mentioned uh, that Quinn gave you a couple books. What other things has he been doing to kind of keep the team together? Oh, he's been uh, he's been great. Uh, you know, constant Zoom calls, texts, uh, just keeping on uh, keeping us updated on what he knows and some questions we should ask ourselves. Um, you know, about coming back and where we think it'll be, and you know what we want to do. Um, but more or less, I think the best thing that Quinn has to offer is he has a good pulse of the team and, um, good pulse about just being a, um, I want to say friend, even though he's our coach, but just being someone that you can lean on during this tough time to, you know, really, um, get advice from. He's a really smart guy and I think he's done a great job of keeping us all upbeat and keeping us uh, all together. And I think that's been huge for our group, especially with, you know, how the season came to a halt. Um, and I think, or I don't know too many coaches that be, you know, willing to put their own personal time into making sure all 17 of us are doing good. But we get on Zoom calls. Like I said, he sends us texts. He's sent us books, uh, lots of books, more than I've probably ever read in my life. But uh, challenging us to be different. And even with the quarantine cookbook, uh, you know, just stepping out of our comfort zone and actually to be normal humans for the for however much we can be. And uh, it's been uh, great to have him there, not only, like I said, as a friend and a coach, but, you know, just as someone that is supporting us and, you know, whatever we choose to do at this time right now. All right. Uh, next question, Ryan McDonald. You're on mute. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. Okay, sweet. Um, can you just kind of paint a picture of what your workouts at the facility are looking like? Um, have you ever seen CrossFit where <laughs> the guys have their shirt off, their shorts rolled up? Just a lot of sweating and, and really toned muscle. Yeah. No. Um, 
You know, I think with the rules, um, you're allowed to have two people in the weight room at the same time as you. I'm not really sure. I just know that I'm in there really early in the morning, so I'm the only one in the weight room. I'm the only one in the uh, training room. Um, But I know that, you know, the guy that is uh, on our training staff has to be in full PPE, whether that's a mask, gloves. Uh, I know he's carrying around a a spray bottle with – a towel. Um, so every, basically every step that I take or wherever I go, that place is getting sprayed down. Um, I, I don't think you want to know specifically what I'm doing. I mean, do you know what a single leg squat? Uh, you know, I do a couple of those every once in a while. But um, just you know, there's basically I don't want to say like a, a hygiene czar, but I mean there's a person that knows all the rules for what is supposed to happen. They tell it to the other people who are dispersed with, you know, me and I'm only in there by myself um, when I'm in the weight room and on the court and in the training room. So I can only tell you what they do for me. And they're spraying down every piece of equipment that I touch um, every spot that I'm down on the floor, whether it's one knee, two knees, my back, my stomach. And then when I get out on the court, everybody's allowed one basketball and that basketball is sprayed down, Cloroxed, um, and the person that's rebounded for me is in a mask and gloves. So it's basically, it's basically you go lift weights, do weights, and then go shoot, and that's kind of it a little bit? Yeah, that's- and you, you walk out a door that nobody else is walking in. So uh, it would be where you guys do interviews. Uh-huh. It's, uh, that's that door that we walk out of and walk to our cars. Gotcha. Thanks. Okay. Uh, we have time for just a couple more. So we're going to go to David James now. I was curious since we've heard a couple of baseball players say they aren't real excited about restarting the season. Not that you'd want to name any names, but are basketball players hundred percent on board or do you think we're going to hear something down the road? What would you like to see us do? Would you want to see us come back and play? Yeah, I'll watch sports all day long, so I'd love to see every sport. Yeah. Play. But, but I'm aware some guys have situations where maybe they wouldn't be thrilled about it. Um, You know, baseball is a whole different business. Um, you know, baseball, you're 30, 40 feet away from each other unless you're in the dugout. Um, so I, I, I really was a little – I didn't really understand when they came out and a couple of them had spoke on that. I know all of us are want to play, and I, I know it's a big part of our life, but all of us are concerned about people's health, and that comes first and foremost. And if we can find a way and an avenue to play and not um, put people at danger, um, then I think all of us are for playing and want to play. Um, of course, you know, there's a concern about people's health, and whether or not, you know, we could find a way to do that. But uh, I can promise you everybody, um, well, at least everybody that I've talked to that is, you know, in the playoffs or in the playoff hunts um, wants to wants to play and finish the season. Um, I don't think anybody wants to finish a season not having a champion, not have played the full amount of games or even the playoffs. Um, all of us are competitors and all of us want to get out there and play. So I don't think you'll find anybody saying that, they don't want to play or maybe they'll do a 30 for 30 in a couple of years and they'll tell you the truth. 
Thanks, George. Okay, we have one last question, and that will be from Bowler. Yeah, my I, I was I didn't think you were going to be silent all all uh, Zoom call over there, Bowler. Yeah, George and Madeline, thanks. Uh, my twenty thirty broadcast partner right here, ladies and gentlemen, George Niang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Hey, um, real quick, I know time is short, but George, honestly, how good a shape are you, are you in? And, you know, there's been a lot of different, uh, you know, discussions about days of camp and what's your thoughts about what you need uh, to be in shape and to be at that level that you were when we were in Oklahoma City? Uh, I, I would say, you know, moving forward, I mean, I can't just say what shape I'm in because the, I don't think that's fair to other guys because my workout regimen is a lot harder than other guys. So, you know, um, but I would say it would probably take me uh, two, three weeks to really, you know, get my feet under me to start getting ready to uh, play. But that's why they're letting us, you know, in the gym now before they start letting, you know, team activities. I think, you know, once we have access to treatment and equipment, um, it will be a couple weeks, you know, while guys can – get their feet up under them, get in good enough shape to be ready to handle, you know, a five on five game and uh, going forward. So I would say two to three weeks, you know, individual workouts. And then I'm assuming, you know, we'd have to have two and a half weeks of a team training. I mean, that's what I would think. I mean, that's maybe the minimum that you probably need to, to get ready to start getting out there and have a good product. Cause I think that's a huge part is, yeah, we want to get back, but you don't want a bunch of guys running out there and getting hurt. So I would probably say, you know, a month and some change to really get back. But we're, we all, uh, I mean, we've, we've done a week already. So I'm, I'm sure that's um, cutting into that month that I just talked about. Yeah. Good to see you, George. Good to see you too. Ron, Ron, you can't be quiet down there either. I see you. I did a follow-up question here because I think what Mr. McDonald was asking you was, you know, what kind of regimen do you have uh, with and without the basketball when you're working out? I'm sure you're not going on the floor and just shooting jumpers. So is there, I mean, what are you doing with and without the basketball to trying to get yourself in shape? Uh, you know, I think that's what he was trying to ask you. Probably. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at uh, understanding questions. I just want to talk. Uh, so, right. uh, um, you know, obviously, you know, we have to be 12 feet away from each other. So there's only so much you can do. Um, it's more or less with the ball when it's with the ball. It's, yeah, I would say, you, you know, on the move, getting passes, um, which is easy for me. Cause when you just stand in the corner and shoot, you know, I mean, I can get pretty much my regular workout in, um, when I start putting the ball on the floor, it gets a little scary, but, uh, I think, you know, we're working on ball handling, uh, you know, on the move stuff, you know, dribbling up, finishing at the rim. But like I said, you know, you kind of have to be 12 feet away from each other. So it's kind of like a new norm right now. You're kind of figuring it out. And uh, in the weight room, you can't really have anything too much that's assisted. I guess that if that paints a better picture, you know, um, so a lot of stuff has to be done where someone isn't within 12 feet of you. All right. Thank you. I think uh, we are all set. Then. All right. There you go. That's the media availability with George Niang. Very interesting uh, to hear George's thoughts on 
on everything really that's going on. He is back in the facility, back working out. We'll talk about what George had to say and more coming up next. We still have to get to Gordon's list. It's a busy Friday on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a little later than usual, but let's jump on into it. It's time for Gordon's List. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Play basketball in your underwear if I can make it all the way to the other side of the house where my office is. Please, can you hear me? I made my own sandwich today. I lived in California. These things have a tendency to leak. The 405's a mother. Come on, let's get nasty now. Let's do it. How about a head bump? You're not going to win a fight with a cook. Gordon's List brought to you each and every week by our friends at Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. Gordon, uh, what's first on the list? Well, I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to shut my eyes, and I'm just going to point to something. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, oh, hang on one second. My phone's ringing. Don't they know I'm busy at this hour? Anyway, okay. Abracadabra, here we go. Aaron Rodgers. He says he was surprised by the Packers moving up to take Jordan Love, but he says he understands that he's looking forward to working with him and uh, here's the heartbreaking uh, part for Packers fans. He said that he may finish his career elsewhere. This is the quote. My sincere desire to start and finish with the organization may not be a reality at this point. Hmm. Interesting. Kind of a, a, a realist view of it, I would say. I mean, yeah. John Elway was more the exception than the rule, right? on legendary quarterbacks finishing with their team uh, that they started with kind of isn't necessarily the way it works. I mean, Tom Brady's moving on, and the Packers basically are doing the same thing to Rodgers that they did to Favre, and he probably can see that and saw Brett Favre finish his career elsewhere and probably is at least expecting to a certain extent to be the same. Yeah, Uh, but I thought the overall vibe I got from what he was saying is that uh, he's in a healthy place. I mean, he seems like he's he's surprised by this thing, but he's willing to deal with it. Yep. Huh? Fair enough? He's probably, he's obviously had a month or how long ago was the draft to to process his thoughts and probably talk to the Packers a little bit more. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that seemed like a pretty reasonable response to me. How long ago was the draft? Was it three weeks? Yeah, some somewhere in there. Gordon, yeah, I have no some, no concept of time anymore. That that seems like, like a long time ago, doesn't it? It does seem like a long time ago. Everything wow. seems like a long time yeah, ago. I suppose so. All right, Michael Jordan was interviewed in three different homes, three different houses for the documentary, and uh, none of which were his. Not what, even what the mean? one with not not even the one with the big twenty three on the gate. Whose houses are they? Somebody else's. The director went out and looked for homes that he thought looked like a house that MJ would live in. But MJ was having none of it. Didn't want the inside of his home shown. 
uh, or I assume he owns multiple homes, uh, did not want that on uh, the camera and uh, also refused to be interviewed on his personal airplane. Hmm. MJ control hey he he controls all for everybody who thought that this was going to be some sort of tell all documentary that is not what it is and you can just see I mean just uh, by what you said right there Gordon how what a what a nut he is about exactly what gets out there so the Utes have a couple of players who uh, are going to try their luck at the NBA draft and uh it turns out that Booth, uh, he is uh, either going to be drafted or he's going to transfer from Utah. What did you think of that news, Jake? Well, uh, I mean, it's not good for the University of Utah. It's not a good look anyway. Um, he's kind of their most explosive player, right? I mean, I know they have some incoming guys and whatnot, but he was he averaged, what, he had 10 points a game, something like three assists, something like that. I'm not sure how many rebounds it was, but uh, here's a guy who uh, who decided that uh, he wants out of Utah one way or the other. Yeah, and I don't think he's he's going to end up being an NBA draft pick, certainly. I mean, whether he goes G League or overseas or, or who knows. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think it's a good look for Utah unless, you know, Utah really liked the young pieces that it saw. And uh, and said Booth wasn't uh, Booth Gotch wasn't as needed next year. Maybe he wasn't going to like his role. I'm not uh, I'm I, I'm not so sure. But it seems like Utah has had an awful lot of these over the past few years, doesn't it? It does, uh, and there are a whole lot more transfers. I get it uh, around the country, but Utah has had more than its fair share. What did you think of Larry Kraskoviak's statement uh, after uh, word came out that? Uh, booth was uh, headed elsewhere he seemed surprised and it wasn't particularly warm no <laughs> no it wasn't it was kind of like all right well we're concerned with the guys who want to be with us and the, the hell with everybody else <laughs> well i don't blame him i mean what else is he going to say i mean yeah. especially if it was a if it was a surprise if you're a coach i mean if if players want to go see what their stock is for the next level i mean i think we can all sympathize with that and now that it's within the rules that you can come back to, uh, you, you know to school uh, i wouldn't blame anybody i wouldn't blame booth gotch for seeing what uh, what it's like but you know him now saying I'm going to transfer in the all likelihood that I go back to, to school. That's just not a good look for Utah. No, it, it's not. And uh, difficult for a coach. It's essentially rejection. I it mean, that, that, that's what it is. We talked about this uh, yesterday with a Purdue coach who was uh, sort of running uh, Matt Harms that out down. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, interesting to see how people react when things don't go their way. Real quick, BYU signs Tanner Toulson, son of Andy, to their basketball program. And uh, Zach Wilson, uh, the article in the Tribune on the Tribune's website, getting ready for the football season, regardless of what it's going to look like, and says he's healthy, ready to go for that quarterback battle down there. All right, we've got a market update coming up next. Howard Beck at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, but right now let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from the warehouse, two locations for you, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West, right there in Salt Lake. He's our good friend Tom. And, Tom, not only is it a boom day, it's a boom boom day at the warehouse. It's it's a double boom day, and I'm going to do a double boom in honor of Gordon. 
All right. You know how Gordon. You know how Gordon loves the Cindy Crawford nice leather stuff. He does. I have a few left in the champagne color, and two sets left in chocolate brown. This is Cindy uh, Crawford real leather everywhere. It's not just leather to the touch, but the sides, the back, underneath your feet. It's all leather. The sofas at our buddies up the street or down the street, depending on what store you're at, on the sofa are $27.99 just for the sofa. I'm going to give you the sofa, the love seat, and the chair and a half, the entire package for $2,100. And I'm even cutting the 99 off of that. So instead of $2,199, we're going to do it for $2,100. And then I've got to tell a quick story. I had a sweet customer yesterday, and they did their homework. They wanted an adjustable bed. They needed a new mattress. Uh, They were sleeping on a mattress that was like 17 years old. They got on the Internet. After hearing us on the radio, they, they were a little skeptical. They looked it up, and the base, the cheapest they could find, was $1,299 for the base. And then they upgraded to a little bit nicer mattress. We sold them the whole package for ten ninety nine. This is an adjustable bed, a base that's normally twelve hundred and ninety nine dollars, the best price on Amazon. And then the mattress was twenty two hundred dollars. They bought it here for a thousand ninety nine. We have the deal with a gel infused memory foam mattress, only nine. Ninety-nine. I know that you've been thinking about it. You've heard us on the radio. You need a new mattress. And if it's time to do it, come and see us. I can get you a year financing from Citibank with no interest at no extra cost. Come and see us at the warehouse. Once again, Orem, 86 East University Parkway, Salt Lake, 1967 South. This is a double boom day. Come see us. Love it. Thank you very much, Tom. You're the best. That's Tom from the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway, right there in Aura. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for another Mountain America market update. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he is Mike Blackham with us back on The Big Show. Hi, Mike. Hi, Jake and Gordon. How are you gentlemen doing today? We are doing fantastic. How did the market finish up the week today? Well, we ended a very volatile week, yet Today, we ended up with the Dow Jones being up 60 points and the S&P trading up 11 points, despite lower than anticipated retail numbers. Um, We saw retail sales drop 22% year over year through April, with apparel being down 89%, furniture being down 67%, electronics being down 65%. Gas stations and restaurants being down around 45%, and auto sales being down negative 33%. The only bright spot in the retail arena was grocery stores. They are positive 12% year over year through April. Are you surprised that the market is doing as well as it is given the coronavirus situation? 
yeah, I, I have some, uh, some reservations about where the market's trading right now. Um, but I think uh, a lot of the investors in the marketplace right now are holding um, hope that uh, economic stimulus coming from our government is helping maintain the levels that we are at. Um, uh, but I, I believe we'll continue to see market volatility until we find an answer on how, in a direction on where we're going to go with COVID-19. Uh, the one bright spot in the, in the marketplace is technology. Uh, technology companies are doing extremely well. They've been very resilient um, in their earnings, um, despite most of America uh, being forced to have some type of shutdown during um, this pandemic crisis. Well, Mike, we certainly appreciate it when you have a chance to jump on with us. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Have a good weekend, gentlemen. We'll talk to you soon. Back at you, Mike. Mike Blackham from Mountain America Investment Services. And that is another Mountain, Mountain America market update. The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. All right, Gordon, coming up, we have uh, Howard Beck for our daily assist. We'll talk to Howard if he uh, shares in some of the optimism we've talked about this week about the NBA possibly returning. Yes, always a pleasure to talk to Howard. And we'll get his take on uh, what's going on uh, with the last dance. If he, like us, Gordon, just naturally assumes that Brian Russell is is going to uh, uh, be criticized or looked down upon. Yeah, I'm ready for the conclusion to this. I want to see that, and then I think I'll—I figure I've had my fill of uh, of the Michael Jordan situation. You can forget about Mike for a few minutes. Well, yeah, I've had enough. You know, but, well, you know, yeah, kind of a little bit. I mean, it's inter- it's interesting, but I I think I need a break. All right, we'll have uh, Howard coming up right around the corner. Uh, Sounds of the week as well. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, right here on 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.